0: This comes back to my work, that the reason that identity is a big part of what I do, especially in mums, because there's a massive big identity shift, right? (laughs) Is your identity is the strongest force of the human nervous system. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, Behind the Mother Mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Mother Mask, episode seven, how are you? always like to say what date it is. It's 2nd of August, my goodness. 2022. As I said in last episode, if you listen listened to it, this is like my life's journal of growth. And if you've listened to last week, you will hear that I was talking about showing up when you feel like shit, when you don't want to, basically. And this is kind of on the other side of that. <laughs> I did go back and listen, but I'm not sure I took it all in. But anyway, it's quite interesting. It's nice to have that contrast. So we're in school holidays. It is messy. Um, You know, I've got a little bit of time now. And like I've mentioned before, I plan these podcasts a little bit. Otherwise, I just lose my um, trail of thought. So please don't think that I can just show up and talk. Um, I can, but it wouldn't necessarily make sense. So I do plan them, but it's like shoehorning bits in here and there um, amongst being a dog or playing unicorns or doing the housework and cooking and all that jazz. So yes, it's a little bit rough around the edges is what I'm saying. And that's the whole point. And my dear friend Katie, if you've listened to, I think it was episode three, Katie Helliwell I talked to her she is a psychic medium and she was my business coach and she told me or spirit told me some time ago that don't be under the illusion that you have to show up perfect how many of us are right and then we don't end up doing it at all so a little bit of stumbling on words and stuttering and whatever is fine fuck it and You know, there's always a swear warning with these episodes. (laughs) Okay. So, what I'm going to talk about today, and this is going to be a bit more interactive and practical, because last week was kind of sharing from the messy middle and being really honest when I was in it on that kind of luteal phase of my cycle. And today, what I want to do is almost like a part two to that. Okay. So, we're acknowledging how we are feeling, we've been honest with ourselves. We've identified certain patterns and maybe we have a bit more clarity about what's going on. We know a bit more about our problem. So here is how we can start to break those patterns. And for me, I wanna talk about change and how we can start to create change. And this is just one method. This is just one kind of technique um, amongst a whole toolbox. But I wanna share this because it's been really relevant to me and the past week, it's been a week. Feels like it's been like a year. And can I just say, it's day six today. And if you go back and listen to last week's episode, you will hear that day six is another big shift day when it comes to PMDD and those kind of hormone changes and fluctuations. So I'm feeling great. I'm feeling all right. You know, there's massive progress here. Now I have to keep validating myself. But anyway, I just want to sh- celebrate that. And what I'm going to talk about will make you understand why that is so important for you to celebrate the progress, to focus on what you want, not just what you don't want, but obviously acknowledge that at the same time. So here we go. And I think Dan and Bonnie are going to be home reasonably soon. So let's just try and do this in a one to and talking to myself, <laughs> not like stop, stop. Okay, get on with it. So a few reflections then. And what have I said to you before? Reflection is your best friend. It really is. I think it was Winston Churchill that said, don't let a good crisis go to waste. But it's not really in the crisis that we have the clear mind, the calm nervous system to be able to kind of reflect over um, and process. So for me, one of the things that I really didn't like and this is about owning my shit like when we're in the messy middle and we're showing up in the mess and we feel at our kind of worst it's owning the role that you play in that and this is not about blaming yourself or critiquing yourself this is with compassion and curiosity ah isn't that interesting i always seem to do this when i'm in that situation so it's a bit like that so for me, one of the things that I really don't like, and I think I posted this on my Instagram, is I tend to kind of narrate my life through the lens of despair and failure. And you can imagine what that might do in a relationship. <laughs> and it's really hard when you feel like shit to have an adult conversation, because we tend to revert back to that younger childlike self who has also been hijacked by the, those gremlins and feel like they don't you don't have that kind of agency or control you can't access that part of your mind that helps you kind of have perspective and logical kind of thought the emotional department has been hijacked so that's going to show up uh, You you know what I'm talking about don't you <laughs> you want everyone to know you feel like shit and you want them to know big time (laughs) if we're honest with ourselves. So we tend to, and I'm talking about me and us because I've worked with a lot of mums now, get into these kind of stubborn disagreements (laughs) where we're almost fighting to prove or validate our own deficiencies. And it's almost like we become a, a solicitor. We become a liar, a solicitor, and make a case for the inner critic. I am shit. I am broken. I am fucked up. I keep going around these cycles. I'm never going to break free. Um, I can't cope. I'm not successful. Bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah, blah. We make a really good case for it, and it's almost like we are convincing our partner or husband or other half, whatever that looks like for you, that we're right. <laughs> Message me if you can relate to that. And obviously, that can cause the other person to kind of zone out. You know, not be engaged, not give us the connection and validation that we we want. And one of the things that I've personally been working on and in my relationship with Dan, and it's got so much better, is a part of the reflective practice is having the conversation about what I need from him. Because if we don't feel seen and validated and we feel misunderstood, it makes us shout louder, doesn't it? Because really we're crying To be seen we're getting cross because that person can't feel our pain the way we do and a big part of that is lowering our expectation or eliminating our expectation that they ever will it's that acceptance they are they are not us they're not female they're not you know they are not us so it's that acceptance that their reality their experiences are different to ours But what we can do is we can speak honestly about what we experience and we can speak um, clearly about what we need from them. Even if you don't know long term what that is and it all feels a bit confusing right now, I just need you to listen or I need you to give Me a hug, or I need you to give some words of affirmation. For me, my love language is words of affirmation. So I always need a cheerleader. It's that kind of emotional connection. I see you, and I know that you are going to be more than fine. It doesn't feel like it right now, but I know because there is evidence to prove that. So for me, that is a big reflection that in those moments, I find it really hard to say sorry and thank you. And I would like to do better at that. It's hard, isn't it? To say thank you for someone doing something for you when you feel like shit. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Thank you that I feel like crap. That's really kind that you did that thing for me. Um, You know, but I think it's being able to see each other and work through this as a team. And I, I honestly, I know that it starts with hearing each other and seeing each other and that mentality of being each other's cheerleaders when there's a man down the other one can step up and vice versa so I think that's what I just wanted to say on that so for me I'm going to be more aware of saying thank you and having that kind of gratitude and owning it when I've said something in the heat of the moment that isn't very nice that you know I'm sorry I said that it wasn't me it was my gremlins (laughs) not really taking responsibility, but you know what I mean. Okay. And after that, I think it was day 25. So day 27 was good, as was one, two, three, four, five, and now six. So what has changed? And this is what I'm going to talk about. For me, there has been a few things that have happened that has given me those kind of light bulb moments, those realizations and a sense of direction and hope. And this is what I'm going to share with you around the importance of having a vision or something that you are aiming towards. Otherwise, we focus on what we don't want and we keep looping around that. So I'm going to come to that, what's changed. And what was pretty constant for me before in most of the physical symptoms around the ADHD and the PMDD was this underlying belief that I was not good enough but it's more than that it was more than that but what was really also interesting let me just tell you so I told my friend about the podcast that I did and then she sent me a link to she asked me a question and then she sent me a link to someone who'd done another podcast on the subject of PMDD and the underlying root cause interestingly listened totally connected and now this person is coming on my podcast so I'm really excited to share that with you very soon what she said out of the thousands so she's worked with thousands of women and one of her kind of specialist areas is PMDD mine isn't necessarily minus energy identity and unresolved trauma and those things have a huge impact on it but she has worked specifically with women with PMDD and thousands of them and she's said I'm ruining the podcast aren't I anyway I'll I'll just say one thing that she said (laughs) I'll let her say it when she comes on is that one of the commonalities that the theme that runs through all of these women with those symptoms, and I I talked about it feeling very, very physical, is this underlying belief that they are not good enough. And I can relate to that. And I think not feeling good enough is a bit of the human condition. You know, what is enough, we're never going to feel fully enough. but. What I know is you when you can uncover the underlying belief specifically, then you can start to really work at releasing that. And that is the work that I do through the NLP and the transformational therapy of releasing and transforming those limiting beliefs and replacing them with new updated beliefs because a lot of them are outdated and not true. Sorry, big spoiler alert. So I just wanted to drop that in because I thought that was really interesting. And this comes back to my work that the reason that identity is a big part of what I do, especially in mums, because there's a massive big identity shift, right? <laughs> is your identity is the strongest force of the human nervous system. Because if you are walking around not feeling enough, feeling like you can't cope, um, feeling like a failure, feeling like it's dangerous to speak your truth and use your voice, feeling like you're responsible for everyone's feelings, then that is going to be chronically activating your biochemistry, your gene expression, your hormones that react or respond to that state of stress. And then you're going to be held in that kind of feedback loop of behaving in the same way and behaving like you are not worthy, you are not good enough. And you can imagine over time living in that state of chronic stress, of deregulation, that is gonna have a profound impact on so many different systems in the body because they are all interconnected and the mind. Interesting. So what I just wanna really stress, using the word in a loving way, is the importance of looking at you and your health. So there is a lot of generic advice out there. And I like, I'm sure Natalie will come on and talk about that are these underlying patterns, these commonalities that run through all these women uh, through us who suffer with these symptoms. But what I found and when people have asked me for like help, I'll have like messages dropped into my inbox. What can I do to raise progesterone? Um, Is B6 good? Should I be eating whatever, like not eating gluten, should I take dairy out, like all these different questions is Agnes castus, is that good? Should I be taking ashwagandha, you know, I get all these questions. And the honest answer is, I don't know, until I know more about you. And this was my, this is my approach. And it's the approach I actually took personally, is that you need to look at yourself as an individual and you need to acknowledge your current situation the context of your life and not necessarily look at it through the lens of generic advice i.e focusing on the condition so we are supporting the person not merely treating the condition when we start to just focus on things like so these are obviously familiar to me and my clients, exhaustion, energy. When we focus on that overwhelm, PMDD, ADHD, we start to fall down that Dr. Google mentality of just trying to fix the problem and treat the symptom. But actually what's going on for you? What's going on in your body? What's going on with your genes? What's going on with your gut? What's going on with your hormone? balance what's going on in your nervous system what's going on in your past what has kind of primed your nervous system and you to behave the way that you do what's going on in your belief systems your values so it's very much individual holistic approach to health and this is so important because Otherwise we would just find ourselves stuck looking for these quick fix solutions. And I'll be honest with you, we waste a lot of fucking time and money. Whereas I know sometimes doing the functional testing and really kind of committing to this approach can feel like an investment, but you know, (laughs) you're talking to someone that's maxed out all their credit cards on themselves. And I'm not telling you to do that, but, um, that's another limiting belief. If we're not able to invest in ourselves, you know, we'll spend, what, three grand on a holiday? I won't. Um, <laughs> why not put that into ourselves, which will pay back dividends and have an impact on our families and wider environment and future and all this stuff. So, you know, it's it's a lot about belief systems. But what I would say here, I'm going off on a tangent, is that And there's many ways to do this. It's not all about doing functional testing, but for me, that has been so, so powerful to actually understand what are my progesterone levels? What are my testosterone levels? How am I metabolizing and clearing hormones? Um, What's going on with my estrogen? What's going on? With my stress hormones and the interplay between the two. What's my gut doing? What are the cofactor nutrient levels um, needed to make energy and detoxify and balance hormones? Have I got any toxicity going on? How are my cells working? Is there any DNA damage? Managed to prove that a little bit, by the way. Um, <laughs> that was my mission for a while: was to repair my DNA. That's why no one invites me to parties. Um, and I, so I just really, really. Wanted to highlight that. So, if you're sitting there thinking, What do I need to do? Look at yourself, contact me if you need some help, and really look at yourself as an individual because that will help you evolve and grow as a person. And it will be the gift that gives back and to your children rather than just trying to fix a problem that reaffirms the belief that you're not enough and you're broken. You're not. Another light bulb kind of reinforcing that is to do this, you're going to have to stop fitting yourself in a box and a generic kind of narrative that is not for you. It won't feel right for your body. It won't feel right for your mind. And it will feed into those beliefs. Like I just said, that you're not good enough. So what we need to do is adopt this kind of mindset of rebellious courage. We need to step into the rebel archetype. And if you're anything like me, that's quite a strong archetype. You know, she's there. We can access that. We've been good at that before. Um, That feels quite comfortable. (laughs) Even if you don't really know what you're doing, you're going to have to tap into that mentality so that you can do things your way. And this is where you start to step and rebuild self-trust and you reconnect with your intuition. And it really starts with understanding the needs of your body, the stories that you're telling yourself and where they have come from. And I think that's so, so powerful. A lot of the reasons, like certainly why I felt a bit fucked up or whatever is because I've tried to do things how I think they should be done and fit into other people's narratives and boxes. Well, that doesn't work for us, does it? We need to, in the word of the arrhythmics, go our own way or Limp biscuit my way or the highway, (laughs) depending how strong the rebel is. So get comfortable with discomfort, get comfortable with going against the tide. That doesn't feel right for me. or I'm not sure because I don't know what I need. I need to find out that for me. It's empowering and it's liberating. It will give you energy. Another thing that I think about with that is the expression, like when a flower doesn't bloom, fix the fucking environment. It doesn't say fucking it, but I just put that in, not the flower. And I think this is so true, but also, right. I am very, very affected by my environment. <laughs> okay. And we're going to come to that a bit more when we do the vision, but um, to be a little bit of a rebellious flower that's taking ownership We need to look at what we can control when the environment feels out of our hands, out of our control. And this is what I'm going to come to now. But we're not trying to fix the flower. We're trying to change the environment. And we do that by changing our internal world first. So the big light bulb, there's been quite a few light bulbs for me, is this idea of future pacing. And this is something I do, with the NLP and creating that vision of really shifting your focus towards what you want rather than what you don't want and I think for me I can fall into I know this is going to shock you I can fall into a real negative mindset um, it is that finding Dory analogy that I have to remind myself each day what I'm good at and where I'm heading. And it takes awareness. It takes a conscious, I don't want to say hard work, but effort. Like I just have to remind myself because life can happen. Like there could be a huge parenting explosion. There could be a problem or issue without finances. There could be something that has changed something that has happened something unexpected something expected whatever but life happens a curveball is thrown and a lot of the time they are these daily challenges that we come up against and it can push you back into problem focused kind of thinking and reaffirming those kind of underlying beliefs oh i knew i'm not up to the job or oh, i knew i couldn't cope oh my god this keeps happening to me type thing So it's really, really important to have something that we are focusing on that allows us to shift our emotional state towards more of what we want. And this is about creating a vision, but also here's a bit I really like is testing it because it's all very well having a plan until you get punched in the face. (laughs) Mike Tyson said that, and it's probably my favorite quote. Don't you think it kind of encapsulates parenthood motherhood it's all very well having a plan until you get punched in the face sometimes that is actually literal (laughs) love you bonnie um so start to think about here we're getting into the more practical bit for you (laughs) the interactive part. get your notebooks out do you focus on what is missing in your life Do you focus on what you have or what is missing? Do you focus on what you can control and what you can't control? Do you focus on the past, the present or the future? Just bring your awareness to some of those things. And if you are a journaler, you're a writer, journal on this or walk on it and have a think, reflect on it. And what I just want to say here, because this has been something else, I've been following Joe Dispenza for years, but he's just popped back into my radar. And I was listening to a podcast with him the other day. And I just want to read this because this is so, so true. If you believe at all that your thoughts have something to do with your health or your life, and the research suggests that 90% of the thoughts that you think are the same thoughts as the day before, as long as you're thinking the same, the more than likely your life or your health is going to stay the same. So same thoughts lead to the same choices, same choices lead to the same behaviors, same experiences create the same experiences. The same experiences produce the exact same emotions and it's those emotions that influence the same thoughts and our biology, our neurochemistry, our hormones and gene expression stays the same because we're the same. Now, that was a big, hard hitting reminder. And there've been a couple of things that have happened to me over the last week. I've had a therapy session. I actually don't know what kind of therapy it is, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> and a parenting session and a NLP training session. So some are more like professional kind of training and some are personal kind of therapy. So there's been a lot going on. And what I have realized is how I can get stuck in that negative thought process. Now, not when I'm in the environment that is conducive to my nervous system being able to breathe. So that could be, like I said, when I do my NLP training course and I'm there for a week and I've got kind of my space and we're all doing these life-changing techniques and we're in a room of people who are like-minded and want to change the world and they're all being open and honest and fuck, you know, I am that tigger, I am bouncing, I'm crazy, I love it. And anything is possible when I'm in that state. Same as when I go to a music gig, I'm watching Metallica or what did I? Our Biffy Clyro recently raises your state. Anything is possible. So we know if we can take ourselves out of that environment, I'm sure we can all connect to that and put ourselves in an environment that raises our state. It changes our thoughts. It changes our physiology. And then we start to feel joy. We start to feel excitement and that creates different behaviors, different choices. So take the same person and, you know, put them into, so my life, I have a beautiful little girl who has some massive expressions of moods and emotions, and that is an understatement. So you can be going about your day and something can happen. She's also someone that needs entertaining and stimulation. So, you can have a plan, I can have the plan to do the podcast, then something kick off, and it can change everything. And how I respond to that really dictates how I'm able to move on from that, you know, repair, move on and get on with my day. And really, I'm talking about being pushed to your limits. And then we've got like, think about your mother load, think about the other things in your life that you're trying to deal with, unresolved trauma, relationships, the financial kind of pressures, you know, just I'm talking about reality, it's all going on, what person's going to show up then, you know, your state is going to be low vibe you're going to feel overwhelmed you're going to feel frustrated maybe angry that's going to create very different thoughts and behaviors and choices so what can happen is we can get stuck it almost feels like self-sabotage but I don't feel like that is the right word because it's not necessarily a sabotaging thing you know there's a lot going on we have to Um, acknowledge how difficult it is to be a parent sometimes and in certain circumstances if you are looping around that you're going to feel like you're getting the same results each day almost like you're on a bit of a sinking ship all you're trying to do is keep your head above water and survive so having these sessions took me out of that And it gave me perspective and it reminded me how important it is to have a vision of where I'm heading and actually focus on what I want and how powerful your thoughts are and how they have a huge influence on your body, your physiology. And then obviously the messages coming up from your body have a huge influence on your thoughts. So the principle here, and like what Joe Dispenza talks about is nothing changes in your life until you change. So to achieve something new, you must become something new. And my belief is you are becoming who you truly are. We go back to identity being the strongest force in the human nervous system. If you are energized, if you believe in yourself, if you know that you have the resources to navigate shit when they happen and you're not going to be completely derailed, you're going to show up in a very different way and you're going to believe that more is possible for you there's more opportunities that you can achieve your desires and dreams and be the parent you want to be it's very different so just to finish off on this bit and I've kind of touched on this but if you're taking on the identity of feeling like a bad mum like you always get it wrong Perhaps you always feel exhausted and overwhelmed. You say that you're broken. There must be something wrong with you. You can't ask for what you need or use your voice out of fear of what people might think. You feel you can't cope. You feel helpless in trying to resolve your kids' big emotions and not feel enough. There's normally like subcategories there of more specific beliefs. Then what happens is you start to attach your identity So those beliefs inform who you are. So literally you start to become your beliefs. And this is imprinting that happens over a long period of time. Going back to childhood is usually when the seed is sown here. So to start to break the pattern, I invite you to almost adopt this inside out approach where we're taking the focus inwards rather than looking at our environment that can feel quite overwhelming and like it's kind of blowing us around like a leaf in the wind so rather than focusing on everything that's wrong in your life or not going well and reaffirming your kind of deeper beliefs what I invite you to do is to be that rebel and upset your normal because it becomes the norm doesn't it we need to upset our normal by shifting our focus to what is going well and what we want more of and how we want things to be. So here's a little exercise for you. And I'm sorry, I haven't got a handout, but it's school holidays and I don't have one ready. If you need something, just contact me. But I'm just going to put these questions out there and these are food for thought. This is just to kind of give you a new way of thinking, get you kind of reflecting on some of this stuff. Go journal, go walk, do it however feels right for you. Okay, so if you go to Google, you can Google the Wheel of Life and that will come up. It is a popular coaching kind of template method. So I have created the wheel of motherhood, because I think it is more specific to us mums. And all it is, is a wheel with different categories. And what I invite my clients to do is to put on the scale one to 10, kind of whether that area is like winning at life going really well, or sucks really bad. So these are the categories. And what and then I'm gonna ask you some questions after that you can answer to yourself or with your partner. It starts on the internal. Then it's got three bits in the middle that are almost like the bridge. And then it's got the external. So I'm just gonna read through them. So the, t- the first category is emotional regulation and your thoughts. The second one is self-expression. The third one is self-belief and confidence. The fourth is a sense of purpose. And then we go into the kind of bridging ones, internal to external, energy, sleep, time and space. And now we're moving to the external, parenting and motherhood, career, relationships, diet and physical well-being, movement and exercise, and environment and lifestyle. And that includes fun and recreation. And I would say in relationships, that also includes your social life. So those are the categories. You can listen back to them. And here are the questions. So which area that if you were to improve, now, if you can't quite get your head around transform, I'm happy with improve. And by 65%, I've just pulled that out of thin air, but (laughs) can you imagine improving this area by 65% would have a positive and powerful impact on every other area of your life so this needs to be an area that you have full agency over i.e it needs to be one of the top internal categories so that's emotional regulation so that's your thoughts self-expression self-belief and confidence and sense of purpose So if you were to be able to improve one of those areas in relation to you and your your health by 65%, it would have the most positive impact on every other area of your life. So for me, and you have full agency, that's because it's inside of you. So for me, it's self-belief and confidence. And I put that above emotional regulation. That is very important to me. But having the belief and confidence in myself and where I'm heading and the bigger vision allows me to be more regulated and patient and more parasympathetic and calm in those moments because I am clear that that is all part of the bigger vision, if that makes sense. Okay, so which next question? Question number two Which external area do you feel like you have the less agency over? So it could be one of your current biggest stressors that you would love to change. So now I encourage you to think about the other areas that could be your energy, your sleep, time and space parenting motherhood career relationships diet and physical well-being movement and exercise and environment and lifestyle and that includes your fun recreation so if you were to improve that area it would have a profound impact on the rest of your life for me it is environment and it is career even though you've probably heard from our conversations so far, that parenting is huge. But I believe that is connected to how I feel in my current environment and my lifestyle and my career. And I'll just let you know the dream because these are the light bulb moments that I've had. A couple of years ago, Dan and I bought a old horse trailer and the dream is to convert it into a coffee trailer but also a kind of therapy trailer now as the idea has evolved and it's combining our kind of love of say horses I've come from a horsey background and also outdoors and gut health so we've called it the galloping gut hut and you know there's a there's a lot of ideas that we have that we're gonna do that we want to do with this which will evolve in time you know Dan has brewed kombucha just on a very small level in our house and he's got a brilliant recipe so we'd love to brew the kombucha which is obviously gut loving on a bigger scale and be able to sell that as an alternative to alcohol but kids love it too and it's health promoting um and coffee and also be able to talk to people. So it really kind of feeds our desire and value for connection and adventure and travel. So that's the reason that environment and career is so important because if, when, not if, when we set this up, it changes our lifestyle, it opens up new opportunities, it opens up the opportunity of working together, and doing stuff together and traveling and meeting people. And also living out our mission of helping people as well. And doing my coaching more face to face. That is something that I really miss. Is the more face to face. So I want to take this podcast on tour as well and do an in person live audience because I just don't think you can beat the connection and transformations you get when you're in person. It's wonderful being able to do this and to work online, and I'm grateful to be able to do that. But Do you know what it is? It's going back to that night before my wedding. And I don't know what it is. It's about that night that gave me that feeling that all these people were coming here for us to celebrate us. And it was that celebratory kind of energy and connection that we were bringing joy to other people by having this party, getting married, inviting them. And it felt brilliant. Like, I just remember feeling really kind of energized, high vibe, connected, like it was just so, so good. And that is the feeling that I'm going for, because everything we do is a means to an end, to feel a certain way. And that's what I believe this gut hut will do. It's an adventure. It's like life's too short. Let's give it a go. It ticks the boxes and I'll do another podcast on values. So I believe that will have a profound impact on us, how we feel about ourselves, our sense of purpose, our health, our confidence and our parenting and the life that we're able to create for Bonnie too. So you've got those two questions. Now, what I invite you to do. So if we believe that our thoughts create our reality, that having a consistent focus will dictate more consistent Emotions. I know this sounds cliched, but where attention goes, energy flows. This is so, so true. And really the recipe for change is not repeating the same patterns as you did yesterday. Now, the next question, I've got a few questions I'm going to put at you. Now I want you to imagine that that change has already happened. I have taken myself away and visualized the gut hurt and I tell you what it makes me so happy and one of the big kind of realizations and light bulbs is I'm putting all my energy into the thing that I think is going to give me the money or be the vehicle to achieve the thing I actually want to do when actually I should just put my attention into the thing I want to do but we get stuck in the how don't we so I'm giving you permission to use your imagination, which is a form of planning. It's something we tend to lose as an adult. We need to adopt that kind of sense of wonder and imagination that our children have and allow yourself to dream that this change, and maybe for you, it isn't a massive change. Maybe it is a huge shift in um, location, lifestyle, career. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a shift in relationship, in parenting, in something that you want to do more of. It doesn't matter. But what I invite you to do is to bring it to life. That it has already happened. When I brought the gut hut to life, it changed my physiology. It changed my state. Now, This next question is, how is life going to look as a result of this change? This is your green light to really bring that, whether it's a photo in your mind or it's a movie, to life. I'm going to offer you another way to do this if you're not a visual person, but to really bring it to life and add color and add vibrancy to it. How is life going to look as a result of this change? And if you like, you can do this as a closed eyes kind of meditation or visualization. And I want you just to think about how is it going to positively impact your life? How do you feel differently? How do you think differently? And how do you behave differently differently? Annie, who is running a gut hut, is like got flowers in her hair, running around a field at a festival, chatting to people and connecting and raising people's vibes and, you know, just having a really good time. (laughs) And now I want you to think about how is that gonna look tomorrow? How is it gonna look in maybe a couple of weeks time? Fast forward six months and how is that going to look next year? I don't like to go beyond a year because I think that's quite far, but 12 months of living life as a result of this change. What is it going to look, feel and be like? here's another question to answer and really get immersed in this allow yourself to dream allow yourself to step into embody the feeling of what it feels like this is so powerful what new possibilities do you think the change is going to create you don't have to know but what do you think it will bring you more of How many exciting possibilities do you think you're going to get as a result of this change? Now, if you're a journaler or a writer, I invite you to write a paragraph about how life is going to be different as a result of this change. So you can visualize it, but you can also write it down or you can do both. This is future pacing. And it's so, so powerful because what it allows you to do is take on the persona of the person that has already achieved this change, this dream, this goal, whatever it is. And we know from what we've just talked about that to achieve something new and break that pattern, you have to become someone new, who you truly are. And once you've written that paragraph down, summarize it into one single sentence i haven't done that so i can't give you an example But this can be something that is a trigger, it's an anchor, it's a positive trigger, that's what we call anchors. That when shit hits the fan and life happens, and those kind of annoying moments that you can't really be fucked to deal with happen, that you can come back to this sentence, maybe you have it printed out, maybe it is a photo, like a vision board, that you can just say to yourself or look at that, allows you to come back. Ah, do you know what, this is all feeding into that bigger vision, it allows you to kind of zoom out a little bit, and have that bigger picture view on where you're heading and not get bogged down by these um, everyday challenges. But actually, it's those everyday challenges and being able to navigate them that helps you build robustness and resilience that takes you towards that vision. But you need the vision, otherwise, you're going to loop around the everyday shite. What are you going to do as a result of this change? So now we're getting into the more practical action because ultimately it's the action that we take from these light bulb moments, from these kind of breakthroughs, um, these realizations. So I invite you just to write down three things that you're going to do moving forward. For me, it's celebrating what's going well. And what that does is allow me to talk to Bonnie in a more positive way. Because if I'm stuck in a negative mindset, kind of closed mindset, I'm going to be focusing on all the things that are going wrong and all the things that are going wrong with her too. But if I flip that, I'm able to notice and acknowledge What's positive? And that being huge for me. So it's celebrating what's gone well and talking about it with your partner, writing it down, noticing it in your kid. And that shifts your focus. So I've just put here, what's gone well and what hasn't? What can I learn? Shifting my focus. The second thing is walking because when I move my physiology, it shifts my psychology and it allows me to have that more creative, dreaming kind of thought process. I get clarity from it when I'm connected to nature and I'm in motion. Emotions are energy in motion. So if we can move our body, we can kind of unstuck the stuckness, unstick the stickiness, whatever. The next one is to adopt the mindset that really feeds into this kind of, if your thoughts create your reality, that life is rigged in my favor. And I think that would probably be my sentence, that life is rigged in my favor. Going back to the thing that I could change is my own self-belief and confidence. If I believe that life is rigged in my favor and I can do anything and it's a challenge and it's exciting and it's about who I become in the process, not just about achieving the goal, that really keeps me focus on the bigger picture and it enables me to navigate the smaller everyday kind of challenges that are just building me up for this bigger venture. Now this is a bit you're going to love. let's bring it down to earth. <laughs> Devil's advocate. this is the punch in the face. We need to be able to test the plan. what are you going to do when things don't go to plan when you get punched in the face? So I think this is really, really important because you might be thinking, yeah, it's all right to have this kind of airy fairy vision, but you know, it's hard to kind of visualize that when things are so the opposite, it's so hard, but I can kind of get my head around it. Okay. Allow yourself to dream is my point there. But actually the day to day, what happens when you get punched in the face? So we need to have a plan. And this is building resilience and bounce back ability. So for me, and what I want you to do is to write down what you're going to do when those curveballs are thrown. Maybe you can predict them. Maybe they are parenting challenges, helping your kid with their big emotions. Maybe it's career challenges. Maybe it's relationship squabbles and fallouts. Whatever it is for you, that those patterns that repeat. There are also obviously big bang life events that we can't plan for. But a lot of the time, the things that get us down are these kind of patterns that that repeat. So for me, it's holding the vision. It's having that mantra. It's having that prompt. It's having the picture of the gut hurt. It's checking in with Dan because with what's gone well, because we're a team and we both hold the same vision so we can be each other's ally and we can share these kind of small wins and we can also share our worries and almost destory them and learn from them and then it is the celebratory moments first. So what are the wins? What are the celebratory moments first? And allowing yourself in the moment to pause. For me, it's having that pause and not forgetting my breath and engaging my breath and being able to be in the present moment and zoom out and connect with that bigger vision. Hold the hope, hold the vision And understand that everything is happening. Life is rigged in my favor for me, not to me. And that might sound quite, oh, that's a lovely idea and quite romantic. But give it a go. Give it a go. And I can't tell you some of the stuff that's happened when I've done this is quite weird. Because I do believe that we check what we put out. And if I believe that and if I believe that my thoughts create my reality and that anything is possible, then I need to live in alignment with that. Otherwise, I'm losing congruence with my nervous system, with my values and with myself. And that's it. So this little exercise is really to help you change your focus, break your state, but give you some perspective and give you something clear to work towards, but give yourself permission to feel Allow yourself to feel what it feels like to step into that vision because then we're changing our physiology and we're embodying that different emotional state. And what we really wanna do is to integrate this change into the body and across every aspect of our life. So maybe there's other areas that you're struggling with, relationships, social, career, whatever, that we want to integrate this across. And you can do this as regularly as you want. It's good to have that kind of anchor that you can come back to and make it a practice that you will do these actions daily and that you will remind yourself of, of this vision, whether that's through journaling, whether it's through a picture prompt and get clear on those three actions and the things that you are going to do when maybe life throws you a curveball and you get punched in the face. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hope, sorry, that was a bit longer than planned. I hope that's been helpful. Let me know your thoughts, your feedback, what's resonated the most. And if you would like some help with this, or you would like some more in-depth one-to-one support to understand what's going on inside your body and help with releasing some of these limiting beliefs, I would love to chat to you about my program. Have a wonderful week. Leave me a review. Um, I would love that and share this with someone else who you think may benefit. And I will be back next week with ooh, 111. Sorry, I just saw an angel number um, with another episode. Okay. Have a great week. Take care.